This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, this is Alicia Wynn. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. Hi, this is Poppy from The Apprentice. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, I'm Holly Thornton, creator of Make It or Break It. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom. Hi, this is Christina Chaw from Survivor One World. Hi, my name is Josie Loren. I play Kaylee Cruz. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner from this season's Apprentice. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hallo, ich bin Nina Rausch und Sie hören sich gerade an. This is Alec Baldwin. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, this is Jenny Blatt from Love in the Wild. Hey, this is Chelsea Hobbs, and you're listening to two of my favorite blogger podcast guys um, on What Do They Said. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? You get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios Southwest in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who has not spoken a word since the last show, your host... I've said, Jason. I know. It's been exciting. You are a true testament to um, discipline and the silence. Namaste. Let me uh, tell you where I'm doing this from, this little dog and pony show. Dude. This is kind of a podcasting event now. <laughs> it's not really a show. It's more yeah. of a, an event. We are doing it currently from my humble digs on the west side of Manhattan. Hell's Kitchen. That's right. New York City, people. Can you smell the excitement? Mmm. Yeah. Can you hear the, the streets teaming? <laughs> I can hear the teaming. There I'm going to be go. out in your fair city in a little less than four weeks. I am told. I'm told you're going to, you are going to cross the threshold of yeah. the compound that is Duvet Studios Northeast. I know. I can, I can be the one partner in this podcast to say that I have visited all studios that Duvet Studios uh, studio. True. Yeah. I, I don't know that I can claim that. You can't. Ha. Don't tell me what I can and can't do, Jason. <laughs> uh, how are you, Rob? Uh, are we done yet? Yeah. I think we've covered it. That, that's an event, folks. There you go. Hey, what'd you think of the last episode of Mad Men? Wait, what? <laughs> Yo, that's what we're going to do today, listener. We are going to go back and recap all the shows that ended some, what, three months ago? It was yeah. the last time we did an event like this? Yeah, and we've got to answer all of the email we got in, all the email that got sent to whatdovesaid at gmail.com, because your emails mean so much. Uh, Our interns are, are racking up paper cuts opening these, I know. these letters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> then uh, people, um, what else can they do? I forget all this stuff. Well, they have, we have a variety of ways that you can be listening to this. If you're listening to it now, you found them. True. So congratulations. Thanks. Uh, Rogue Two, right? We like them. Oh, Britain, yes. Rogue Two. Blimey. 
Blimey up yes. in the UK, <laughs> Facebook page, Twitter feed, uh, at iTunes, uh, Stitcher. Bob Duvet. At Bob Duvet. Do it. At Bob Duvet. Bob Duvet was here. Hashtag. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, that's my thing. I do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Instagram. Bob Duvet has an Instagram as well. He does? Oh, it's a good one. Great pictures. Great pictures. I have an Instagram too. Did you know that? How come uh, you're not following me? I am following you. Are you? I am. How come you're not putting up pictures? <laughs> I am putting up pictures. I put up a picture. Then, we're not, then we are, my friend, we are not following each other. Well, I'm following you because that's why I know hashtag Bob Duvet was here. You posted a picture of you standing at the Bank of America Tower yesterday and then a picture of the skyline of New York. Ah, yes. Uh, we'll talk about that. That was a magical, magical experience. Hey, I have, an, <laughs> I have an idea. Why don't we talk about it now since we're doing a show? What, what, are we I, just like, I like startling Reba from time to time. <laughs> By the way, uh, we have Reba on a undercover mission right now. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we haven't had guests in a long time. I don't know well, if you've been aware of this. No, I haven't. Well, I have Reba. We've created a, a um, well, I guess, what, what's it called? When you go undercover, you, it's like you're trying to lure somebody out. Uh, We're having Reba sext Carlos Danger. Oh, wow. That in the hopes cool. of snaring him as a guest on the show. An unwitting accomplice to this event. Uh, I hope she's tweeting him. She's tweeting him. Absolutely. Oh, good. Yes. Yes. She's, uh, we've really got her gussied up and there's some real sexy pictures of her. That ought to lure him. That ought to lure the pants right off him. Hey, am I wrong or is Anthony Weiner's wife kind of hot? I'm glad you brought that up, Jason. I think she's very attractive. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just never enough for some guys. It's never enough for some guys with a crocodile smile. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's I guess how they so. describe him in the tabloids out here. They'd crocodile probably. smiling, Anthony Weiner. <laughs> and now he's crying crocodile tears. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but he's you know he's one of those. Um, I think this has become a popular thing in American politics or just in celebrity, any form of celebrity in general. That in the face of everything that's being thrown at you and how ridiculous it makes you look. Just the mere vowing of sticking it out and staying in the campaign is somehow going to, like, you know, ennoble you to the public. Yeah, it's this coming clean business. At least I'm not lying. Politics are all about lying, and I'm not a liar. Yeah. So, okay, whatever. But, yeah, she is hot. Would you? I would. And not only that, I think Crocodile Dundee's wife is hot. The real, the, the one in the movie, because I found, always found her very attractive. The blonde, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, well, yeah. she's his real life, life wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, he put a shrimp on her Barbie, did he? <laughs> Tell me about uh, the your Instagram pictures, then. No, that's a knife. Um, <laughs> what, oh, were we talking about my Instagram pictures? They're great. I had somebody actually respond, which I took as a high compliment. He said, a person I didn't even know wrote, I want to have your entire Instagram feed blown up as a poster and put on my wall. Aw, that's sweet. Was that uh, Carlos Danger? It was. And then he said, what are you wearing? What kind (laughs) of shoes do you have on? (laughs) That that makes you quite the photog then. Well, you know, I dabble. I'm actually very good with the Instagram medium. I, I, 
I think I, I, I put the right, uh, you, you use it enough to know you can use all these different uh, effects or you can blur certain things and, you know. Well, I have the free version of Instagram. Is that what you're using or did you pay for it? Mm -mm. I'm free. I'm all free all the time. Okay. Well, all I do is, is apply filters. Like I just slide through the filters at the bottom. I don't blur or anything like that. Ah, the blurring can be uh, useful. Okay. When I want to blur out the naughty bits? <laughs> or if you want to enhance naughty bits. Oh. Reba! <laughs> Reba, get our blur show, on. Show Carla's danger your naughty bits. Woohoo! Is that how we're going to blur? Woohoo! <laughs> so, I like it. Good Thanks. one. Wow, that is almost a music reference from this. Uh... <laughs> Close within two decades of now, <laughs> right? Look at me go. It's funny. I, there's a, uh, a, a another podcast I listen to. I've been cheating on this podcast. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but it's a. I quiz. cheat on this podcast all the time. You. It's a quiz show. Uh, on... Should we do some shout outs? I'll give a shout out to this podcast. Sure. Or do you want give a shout it. out podcast we listen to? Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Well, you and then talk about this one, and then I'll, I'll give a couple. It's okay, it's the right thing to do, Jason. It's called Ask Me Another. It's from NPR. It's a it's like a bar quiz game that they do. Okay. At the, you know, you already know what I'm bars. trying to say. Yeah, at bars. bars. <laughs> so it records at the Bell House out in Brooklyn. I don't know if you know the Bell House out in Brooklyn. I do. I do indeed. I'm actually going to see a show there um, next Friday night. Oh, all right. Well, they are rapping. I, I love it, and I think I would be good at it, but I'm rarely going to be at the Bell House in Brooklyn. And I thought perhaps when I was out in uh, York that I would uh, head on out and try to be in the audience or, or get on the show. Um, you but, should. Well, they finish their, their tapings, as it were, Um they only have two left, or yeah, I think oh. three left. So they're going to be done by the time I'm out there. And I'm like, curse you, fates! Here I am plugging this other <laughs> podcast, and uh, all for naught. But since I follow them on the Facebook, like everybody who's a fan of our podcast should do. Ah, literally tens of tens. Tens of tens. Um, uh, well, we still have what's her name following us, as far as I know. Who? Um, you know, our big listener, Madeline Dillard. Oh, Madeline Dillard. Very nice. Thank you, Madeline. Thanks, Madeline. So uh, on their Facebook feed, they posted something saying, hey, anybody in the Los Angeles area, we're going to be recording a show in Culver City. Anyone interested? And I was like, whoa, I'm interested. I mean, like, literally, I was right on Facebook as it happened. It was 38 seconds after the post was posted. I wrote to him, I want to do it. Uh, so they send me a quiz, and as part of the quiz at the top, they have a list of categories, and they say, on a scale of 1 to 10, well, how do you think you're good at these sort of things? Crossword puzzles. Ten. Well, yeah. Well, no, crossword puzzles, I'm a 7. Movies, I'm a 10. TV shows, I'm a 9, probably. And then it had current music, 2. <laughs> I wrote, I, I am a two at current music. Music you might, be, 20... you might be generous with that that score. No kidding. Well, I was like, I can't say zero. I have no idea. I mean, the other category was music over twenty five years old, and I said, well, I'm a I'm a seven at that. But you know, current music. I think if we were a team, we would do well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I often tell the story of when I was listening to Pandora, my my previous band called the Heavy Woolies. 
um, is on Pandora and you and everyone out there can create a Pandora station and here are the heavy woolies if you want to. So I created a heavy woolies Pandora station just for vanity's sake and uh, a song similar to the heavy woolies pop up, which I half listened to, but a song came up that I really liked and I went, well, then I'm going to buy that song. Um, now, the, our album came out in the year 2000, The Heavy Woolies. So I remember I, I was talking with you and I said, hey, I found this song I like and I sent it to you. And you like emailed back or talked to me back and you're like, yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know why this, this current band is going for that year 2000 sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're really uh... nailing it. <laughs> and I went, no, well, no, the band's actually from 2000. You're like, oh, yeah, wow, that explained it. <laughs> Wow, God, the ears on this on this kid. <laughs> you actually nailed the year two thousand. Hey, tell me about your actual night that you took the Instagram photos. That's what I'm talking about. Oh uh, wait, we were gonna plug a couple of podcasts. Yeah, okay, uh, really quick. I'll, here's the podcast that I'm listening to. All right. Do we have music for this Bob DeVay's podcast rundown? Uh, yes. Go. Cue the band. Oh, by the way, not a podcast I listen to, but your friends over at the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour in a recent podcast started supposing, what if we start our own network? And I'm like, ugh. (laughs) I think I know of a little network that was started quite some time ago. Yeah, well, there you go. We can put them on our network. That's our shtick. Uh, well, I, I, I can't say that Phil and Dean don't listen to our show, um, but I can't really say that they do. <laughs> Actually, we can't say that they do. <laughs> I would say Phil checks in. I don't know about Dean because uh, occasionally Phil, I'll see Phil and he'll run mm-hmm. into something. Although Phil's starting to, uh, to shoot a movie, I think yesterday. So he's kind of pretty much out of commission for the next couple of months there. Ah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fans. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not talking shit. Listeners, go listen to Hollywood Chill Pack Hour. All right. Okay. Okay. Then, I also listen to yes. Oh. Come back and listen to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, what was I saying? I wasn't. I wasn't endorsing them per se, but since I kind of did. Yeah. There you well, go. You were plugging. There's, there's podcast. a podcast I don't listen to. <laughs> Great. There you go. I also listen to a podcast called Lexicon Valley, which isn't as good as it used to be, and uh, okay. I'm, I, I'm a huge fan of stuff you should know. I think that's an awesome podcast. Oh yeah, that's on. Uh, isn't that on NPR? Uh, it's actually on um, from HowStuffWorks.com. It's a, oh, a, a uh, science channel, Discovery Channel network. Uh, gotcha. Well, I, I'm a big fan of a uh, Showcane, which is also a Discovery Channel podcast. It's a video podcast. Okay, I'm a fan the, of one, uh, the one and only Pete Macy. Huh? Not just a friend, a damn good podcaster as well. All right. Any relation to William yeah. H? No, no, none, none that I know of. Uh, what about? The, but yeah, Showcane. Okay. What about the uh, great name, right? Showcane. Yeah, that is a great name. And then I listened to uh, WTF. I've, I've actually gotten hooked a bit on that one. Okay. That's uh, Mark Marin, friend of the show, Mark Marin. Yes, yes, and Succotash. And then I to Succotash. Oh, we listened to Succotash. I was going to get to that. And then I listened to. Jim Florentine's comedy metal midgets. Ah, okay. I like Jim Florentine. I do too. You know what? It's funny. Basically what his podcast is, is him working out shtick that's probably going to appear on the stage at a later point. Right. So he'll often go over the same terrain over and over again in an hour. 
But there's something about him that I find really, really amusing. I don't know if it's his lilting Jersey accent or his just lack of caring for what anybody thinks about him that I, I really enjoy. Okay, well, I think this this is great. I think every one of our listeners should stop listening to this show right now. <laughs> go if you haven't already, go download one or any of all of those shows. Ask me another. Uh, oh, oh, and one, one last one now: Rock and Roll Geek Show, the granddaddy of podcasts. My fa- still my favorite podcast, still right. number one. Okay, well, I will still send- the one. I'm hoping to uh, still the one. I'm hoping to uh, be, be on. Uh, <laughs> hoping to be on. Ask me another, so because it, it records it's, next oh. week. So hopefully, I'll I be hope on you are, man. I'm wishing for you. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> hey, where were you when you took those Instagram pictures yesterday? Oh, that that you really want to know? I'm like that that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, well, my wife works for a corporate Gonna company. Gonna try to take it to an airplane. Okay. <laughs> See, 25 years we ago, I'm better. We won't say the name of this company because it's not a sponsor. I don't want to, you know, I don't want a, a, a flood of people, you know, writing to us saying, my God, how can you endorse a corporate giant like that? Okay. But it's a corporate giant. All right. And she, she did some work for the CEO of the company, the, the, the big, big cheese. Top dog. And the yeah, top dog, exactly. And did a really good job. You know, I was working with his office, made some things happen. They were very pleased. It was all seamless. And as a thank you, his people reached out to uh, my wife and said, we'd like to uh, send you and a guest to dinner on our 51st floor of the Bank of America building. How many, sponsor. How, many fly, how many floors do the, the Bank of America building have? 55, apparently. It's the third tallest building in Manhattan. Oh, wow. Okay. With the spire, it's uh, very tall. It's the, the, I, I did a little research. And so One World Trade is now the tallest. Right. The Empire State Building is the second tallest. Yeah. And then you have the Bank of America Tower, and then followed by the Chrysler Building. Yeah, I was going to say Chrysler's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, fourth. So it was beautiful. So they have this, basically, a it's where they have their conference rooms. Mm-hmm. So the varying sizes of rooms. Each room is named after a banking center, like the Mumbai room or the Los Angeles. There's a Los Angeles room. Beautiful view, Los Angeles. Huh. Um, and so we were taken on a guided tour of all the different conference rooms and through the kitchen, which is like this executive kitchen and, you know, beautiful, well-appointed. Then we, he ushered us into the room after seeing 360 panoramic views of the city and stopping and taking pictures, some of which appear on Instagram at Bob Duvet. Yeah. And we go into this little conference room and it's a table set up for two, completely private. We had a... Lovely, lovely uh, dining experience. Menu choose from appetizers. It was a three-course appetizers, an entree, and then dessert. They had a bottle of champagne, a bottle of white wine, which happened to be my wife's favorite white wine, which is just complete luck and happenstance. The Cape Red Chardonnay, very good bottle of wine from Napa. And a bottle of red wine. 
all of which were stellar. And basically we were left just to sit in this room, admire the beautiful view. I was, the view that we were looking at is of the Condé Nast building, which is uh, number four Times Square. And as we're sitting here with this beautiful view of the skyline and uh, much of the skyline, more of, of the, the low line, the, the buildings behind you know, the Times Square buildings and the Hudson River running through it and all of the majesty of New Jersey, the sun was setting. It was gorgeous. The sun was setting as we ate our dinner. Wow. It's like yeah. a date on The Bachelorette. It was. It was. It felt a lot like that, where it's like completely arranged and, and private and whatnot. Do you watch The Bachelorette? I guess we can talk about that. I know a listener, Sean, watches The Bachelorette. Well, they here. Let me uh, let me let me tell you my experience with this season of The Bachelorette. Um, Wait, do you I, have music for this? Segue <laughs> to The Bachelorette. If you wanna be my lover, okay. Dance, yeah. monkey, dance. Right. So the. I, several months ago, I went out. It seems like several months ago. I had dinner with a friend of mine. Uh, every couple months, we have we do something together. So I went over to her place, and uh, we had dinner. And then she was tired, so we went into her bedroom and lay on her bed and watched boudoir. the boudoir. And we watched The Bachelorette uh, okay. because that's what she wanted to do. So I had to sit through the bachelorette and I, you probably remember this episode because you watched the bachelorette. Um, I, I dabble. All right. Well, there was a date where they, she and another guy got on a helicopter and they flew out to see the damaged shoreline of Jersey from Hurricane Sandy. Um, I did see that one. Okay. So that's the episode I saw. Um, and that was like forever ago, wasn't it? That was a long time ago. It was. That was, uh, but that was like early on in the season, I think. Okay, so the Bachelorette is still on, which just blows my mind that it's it's still going on. Um, it's down to the final three. Okay. Not that I, I watch. <laughs> I have an app on my phone, not a sponsor, but okay. if I check, what happens is it's kind of like Shazam, not a sponsor. I put when a TV program comes on, I hit a button on this app. It listens to my TV and it says, oh, you're watching this show. And then it, it keeps track of how many minutes the show is on. And when the show's over, mm -hmm. it says, you've, got a you've watched the show for two hours. It's 120 minutes. You got 120 points. Get it? And then if I accumulate enough points, then I can turn in my points for fabulous prizes. Okay? Okay. Now, there are some shows that are promoted on this app. So if I watch... This show, not only do I get the points that for the amount of minutes that the show is on, but I get bonus points for watching as well as an incentive. So Can I tell you something? Yeah. Right now, just to, just to stop you, one of my favorite things in life are bonus points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the key. I mean, that's the trick is getting the bonus yeah. points. So <laughs> The Bachelorette is one of those shows where they, they give you bonus points for watching. Now, I don't actually have to watch The Bachelorette. This is don't tell anybody that I've been doing this. But if I just let the app listen to the beginning of the show, it says, oh, you're watching The Bachelorette. Then I can then the app like says, great. And it just sleeps in the background, assuming I'm ah. still watching. It doesn't listen to the whole show. It just listens. Nice. When you check in. So you fooled the app. Right. So I say like this morning I got up and I told it I was watching the Today Show. And as far as it's concerned, I've been watching the Today Show for the past hour and a half. And it's going to continue. Which uh, the one the, the part with Hoda and the Kathy Lee, I like that one where they get wasted. 
Yeah, well, exactly. But it's the whole Today Show. It's like three, you know, it's four hours long. So I get four hours worth of points, however many uh, <laughs> minutes that is. Um, I love it. By not actually listening to the show. So I check into The Bachelorette every week. So I see the last week on The Bachelorette as it starts. And every week I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, let me, uh, maybe I, no, no, I can't. But I kind of want to know, even though I don't know any of the bachelors that are left. Um, uh -huh. I don't know any of the guys. You're, but curious, I, you're curious who she picks, though, aren't you? I'm curious who she picks, and I'm also kind of I'm kind of curious about her. There's something about her that's, like, wrong and right, and I don't know. There's something about her that makes so me So I, I was going to ask you that. Do you, do you think she's I, – I personally was talking with, with my wife about this. We were watching it. I'm like, nah, she doesn't – she's not, like, hot enough for me to think that that many guys would be like teeming to, to have a chance to be with her. Yeah. To me, she's more like kind of the cute friend of the really hot girl. Yeah. But you know what? There's something about the cute friend that actually every guy likes. So that's what I'm saying. Like you, I think what's appealing about her is this kind of thing where you see a girl that you're like, Hey, she's the cute friend. I I think I have a shot with her because she's cute, and m maybe no one else recognizes how cute she is. Maybe it's just me, but of course everybody sees how cute she is, and everybody thinks that they'd get her. Okay, I'll, I'll go one step further with this. <laughs> okay, but if you had the opportunity to get with a really hot friend, she's also the girl that you would kind of like, you know, maybe. Ah, she'll be there. And then you, off you go. Well, see, that's the problem, I think, with the cute chick. And this is a problem I actually had on a, a couple dates that I went on this past I, week. I was going to say, this has to be a problem that you have. <laughs> because I, 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 went, I went on a date. I went on three dates this past weekend, as often happens with this annoying online dating thing. Those of you who follow the show know that... This is a this is a terrible problem of mine to have three dates. A recurring theme, listener. Right. Yes, but in in online dating, to recap, it's a lot of work to get a date in online dating because absolutely, I, I, I got to even know. Right, I got to email a bunch of girls. I got to wait for some of them have to write back. A lot of them don't. Eventually, one writes back, and when we write back, then we have to continue writing. Uh, and if that, you know, sometimes they don't keep writing when I write back. So then eventually there's someone that I do write with who I talk on the phone. And then maybe when we talk on the phone, we don't actually go out with it. To get to the point where you're actually on the date uh, is, a, is, a, is a long process. To just get to the first date, like the first time you meet somebody. That's, you know, I, I could eliminate a lot of this if I just spent more time running shopping carts into women at the grocery store, you know. Um, but... Since it all kind of happens at the same time, it all kind of ends up at the same time as well. The emailing, the phone calling, the, well, let's meet together. So mm -hmm. these three girls, mm -hmm. it all kind of lined up that it all happened this past weekend. Um, and one of the dates I went on, we met for coffee and we walked in. Well, I sat down. I was there about two minutes before she was. I sat down. I started perusing the LA Weekly and I, I, I saw her walk in and look around and I waved. And she said, oh, and I walked over to her and she had turned around and was actually standing at the counter to order coffee. Um, and I walked up and I, the barista who started helping us, I was like, whoa, barista's kind of hot. <laughs> 
So as we're standing there ordering coffee, I'm kind of I'm not flirting per se, but I think I think women who are uh, in are, are you know I'm I'm being charming. I'm turning on the charm, which I guess is okay. flirting. Yeah, but I think that's a bad sign that at the very beginning of the date, I'm already hitting on another woman, right? I say that's not a good sign. Okay. So I think that's the problem. If I, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that if you know this sensation, where you're in class, say, okay, we're back in mm. high school, you're in class. And, School's out for summer. and there's a girl there, could be anywhere, okay? You could be at work, doesn't have to be in high school, but everyone's been to high school and not everybody has a job. So I think this is easier to grasp onto. You're at work, you're at your job. I'm sorry. I'm you're confused. Yeah. Am I in high school or at work? <laughs> you, you're at work it, while you're in high school because your dad is deadbeat and your mom's a drunk. Okay. Okay. That's something. Thank you. That puts <laughs> in perspective. See, that's <laughs> something that everybody can grasp onto. <laughs> There's a girl in the class work and she's cute. And during class, let's say you get paired up uh, to do an independent study or to work at the lab table. And you're like, hey, she's cute. You know, you know this experience, right? Yes. Yes. Do, do you yes. know this experience? Okay, good. I've been paired up at a lab table before. Absolutely. All right. With a cute girl. The cute girl in the class, right? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So day, every day you see the cute girl in the class and you're like, hey, you know, maybe there's a little magic between me and the cute girl in the class. Mm-hmm. So you, you take it a step further with the cute girl in the class and you say, hey, let's have lunch together. Or something like that right let's meet at the yeah. benches and maybe we can get some studying done over lunch yeah <laughs> maybe we can get some studying done over lunch byob bring your own bunsen burner right exactly so however you have another class every day as well and there's ah. a girl in that class where you're like whoa I, these I are good problems right hey there's a girl that i see every day in that class you know veronica or whatever her name mm. is right as opposed to, yeah, as opposed to Betty in the other class. And so gotcha. you're out having your lunch with Betty. And, and I dare say eating it too. <laughs> exactly. You're having lunch with Betty and you're like, hey, things are going well with Betty. And then you see Veronica walk by and you're like, Betty doesn't look nearly as great anymore. Oh, you're like, I see. Yes. Yeah. Suddenly you're like, whoa, Veronica. Hey, how about so that? this happened to you? This happens to me a lot, actually, ah. um, because I end up going out with the girl who just who emails me back finally mm. and just agrees to go out with me online as opposed to the girl that I'm really most interested in. And the girl that I'm really most interested in may walk by while I'm sitting and having coffee with another girl. And then I can't do anything about it because I'm having coffee with another girl. And there you have it. Mm. So the, the trick is to find a girl that I'm really interested in to find my Veronica um, while I'm, uh, while I'm not, while I'm doing anything else. I like it. Finding your Veronica. You hear that listener? We all need to find our own Veronica. That's right. Exactly. So here's to Veronica. Well, that sounds like, uh, that's an interesting dating dilemma. You don't Thanks. think that, you don't think that perhaps the benefit of more time spent together might make that person more attractive in your eyes? Oh, I believe that'll happen. But what's what has been my experience is that I'll spend 
a couple months with a girl believing that will happen and it doesn't so it has happened i have been with women who is the only woman i see and then she she'll be the one who says you know because you're every woman in the world to, to me. me you're my fantasy hey do you karaoke anymore rob before we go back to the bachelorette i do i have i did recently almost did did the other night didn't kind okay. of was surveying but walked on walked don't hey, are we going to karaoke when I'm out there in the New York? You know, Jace, as fate would have it, there's a karaoke place I have not uh, infiltrated that is literally a half a block from my house. Ah. So, yes, the answer to that question is absolutely. Open till four. So Whoa. that means we can go at any time. We have a large window of which we can go in and uh, and do it. And I think from time to time, I I dare say they get some – some ringers, some Broadway ringers, because I, I live close to the Broadway. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a good spot. It's unproven yet. We have to we have to break it in. Pop its cherry. Okay. I you know my you know another one of my problems, Rob. I'm I'm a man of many problems. Ah, oh, dude. Let's let's address some of these. Maybe if nothing, this particular podcasting event could uh, help solve some of these problems. Thank you. I. We'll hear a song, or I'll think of a song, and I'll go, "Oh, that's a good one for me to karaoke." And then I get to the mm. karaoke bar and I never remember the ones that I thought of before. Um, Write them down. We're getting to be of a certain age. Yeah. Write them down. Yeah. I should write. Because I thought of one the other day and I was like, oh, I'll remember that. And I, I have no idea what it was. I don't, I don't remember it. Maybe I should create an app where people can keep track of the songs they want to sing in karaoke and the songs they've already sung karyappy? in karaoke. A karaoke. Exactly. Not to be confused with Karyapi, the little frog that's friends with Hello Kitty, but Karyapi. I like it. Reba! Get on the app! I think Karyapi is actually a competitor to Hello Kitty, now that I think of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know of this Hello Kitty that you speak of. <laughs> you must know Karyapi, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Big fan. Oh, yeah. Fan of, I... I I celebrated his entire collection. So you don't think that you would stay with the Bachelorette, even if you dined on the fifty-first floor of the Bank of America Tower? I don't. I think that I, at a certain part, you know, and the other thing that's bothering me about this particular Bachelorette is how everybody calls her Des. Oh, why is her name Janet or something like that? No, her name is Desiree, but they all call her Des. She keeps one guy walked off the other day. He... Her back pocket. Okay, one guy walked off. Yeah, he uh, he's basically wasn't feeling it. You know, like he felt like he should be feeling it, but he wasn't, and he was a final three contender, and so he had to tell her that his feelings for her weren't there, and of course, then they have the obligatory, you know. You go, just go, and she goes and sits off at the end of a pier where they capture her in a long shot, you know, crying. God, I saw, and then, I saw that part. <laughs> yes, and him just bawling like a baby. You think you'd ever see Sean Connery crying like that ever? No, he would be. What's wrong only, with men these days? I don't know. And the only, and he, he would make women cry by beating them. We in no way endorse the beating of, of, of women. No, but, you know, to Wikipedia, Sean Connery, it's probably not in his Wikipedia page, but he's uh, there's been a couple interviews where he highly advocates the beating of women. 
Does he really? Oh yeah. Have you not heard that interview? Uh uh. Okay. No. What should say? He says something to the effect of, uh, "Yeah, she's got to show him who's boss." Yeah, it's hard. it's almost exactly that's that might as well be exactly what he says. Wow. God, and that just channeled Sean Connery. <laughs> that's the that's the Chelly way. <laughs> so um, now I'm completely lost our train of thought. He, she so walked off. The, the guy walked off yes. the show. But let me ask you this: There was like a, an episode a week or so ago where they had all the dudes in the audience sitting and talking to host guy. Um, okay. Like, what was Mark? that? Is, doesn't that happen after the show ends? No, they do it. They, they, I noticed that with that Bachelorette, they do it before the final, you know? Before the final. Where everybody, yeah, before, where everybody can kind of weigh in and, and, and comment on whether or not they think that bro is the right bro for her. I see. Oh, speaking of bro, I guess I need to talk with you about big bro. But let me ask you. Oh, my word. I, I haven't been watching it oh, good. at all. Perfect. So we don't need to talk about it. I hear they're all a bunch of um, scumbags. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of racists on it, or at least one racist on it this year, apparently. No, I think there's like three racists on it. Oh, is there? Yeah. How do they tell each other? A couple apart? of them lost their jobs when they leave the the house, the experiment. They're going to find out that they have no job. Wasn't there a dip Big Brother going on like when nine eleven happened or something like that? It was. It was, and one of the people there had a cousin, I think, that was involved in the, uh, you know, was was a casualty of the attack and they it was a big debate on whether or not they can break the you know the bubble and and let let the person know and they ended up doing it they, they let the person know well, that's i wonder why how that could even be a discussion yeah well i guess you know the, the integrity of the game and blah 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 <laughs> oh, in, 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 integrity how much integrity <laughs> big brother has um, I don't know. What do you think of the controversy about the bachelor in the Bachelorette who was just angling to be the next bachelor? Oh, in uh, this one? Yeah. Oh, really? So how do I know this stuff and you don't? I don't even watch the show. Damn it, wow. Rob. So <laughs> because you probably go, you you go and see it on the newsstand. Right, it's on the People, the People magazine, the Them magazine. Exactly, because I stand out there in my fedora and my raincoat by the newsstand as I'm waiting for the train, thumbing through People magazine. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so so that's if he was taking advantage of Des. Well, the 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 other dudes in the house were like, "You're just doing this so you can be the next Bachelor. You don't really love her. You're just you're just on this to be on a show." And he said, yeah, that's that's true. No, no, he defiantly defied it. I think there were a lot of uh, um, denied it, not defied it. He defied, he denied, you know what I'm saying. He, they, they, she, they had a one-on-one, -on -one, he and Des, and he said, no, I, I, I really love, I don't think he's around anymore, but I think part of the, um, the big meeting. I think they them, say this, Jace, when they, when they have these proclamations, they say, I'm I'm really in this for you. Oh yeah, yeah. That's their thing. We should get uh, listener Sean back on the show if we're gonna even muddy muddy the waters of the Bachelorette. He is the man for the job. Okay, that'll be a perfect thing for us to cover in our next episode, two and a half months from now. <laughs> Timely as always. I'm bummed you're not watching Who Done It though. 
I'm not. I don't know who done it. Uh, everything I'm hearing about the show is leads me to believe that I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, it's worse than you can possibly imagine. Um, I, I, and look who you're talking to. I don't know. It's on Sunday nights, and I just watched the the Sunday night episode last night, which was Wednesday. Um, mm -hmm. If that gives you any idea how must watch viewing it is, and to <laughs> say that I watched it is is being kind because it was on and I was doing a bunch of stuff on my iPhone as it was on. That's how I, I find myself doing that with a lot of things. I think that's the measure of whether something is good or not. How, how soon I pick up my iPhone and how long I look at my iPhone and if I rewind to see something that I've missed um, in it. But God, who done it is so terrible. Is it just because it's fake? It's not a real show, right? It's, as far they, as I know, it's fake. I can't really tell. I can't tell if it's bad What actors. do they win? What do they win? $250,000. Every episode? No. At the end, they win a quarter of a million dollars. So if you're to buy into the premise that people are in a show where they may die or win $250,000, like... They're pretending that's what ha what's happening, but even so, like they're pretend they're on they're in on it that they don't really die. It's just a game. But during the show, they act as if the other contestants really died, and they're they're like, "Whoa, he really died, and I'm still alive." And that's the thing. I can't tell if it's bad actors pretending that it's a real reality show, or it's uh -huh. real contestants who have to act badly because so much of it is staged. Um, that's I can't tell. I think that's what the real mystery is of who done it. Wow, that sounds absolutely confusing and terrible. Yeah, all the contestants are are forgettable and terrible. And the guy who's the host is this British butler who is like so over the top, and he says these horrible puns all the time. Like if someone drowns, he's like, "Well, the rest of you have really kept your head above water this week." Oh no. Doesn't he get phone calls from the killer too? Yeah, he gets phone calls and he gets letters from the killer and he gets text messages. Somebody on the, the talk soup, this is my only avenue into who done it because they always are you know parroting the show or, or showing clips and making fun of it is clearly the butler would know who the killer is if he has the killer programmed into his phone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which I found to be quite clever. Yeah, the killer. Boy, it's. Uh, I don't recommend watching it, but I can't stop. Wow, well, there you go. There's an endorsement. <laughs> yeah, well, it sucks because everything I watch is on Sunday night. This, this, it, As always, everything I'm watching is on Sunday night. And I was so happy that all my shows were over that I wouldn't get stuck watching things. And suddenly there's a bunch of shows on. This is even before Breaking Bad starts again. I'm waiting for, patiently waiting for my, my favorite show, the, uh, oh, as I forget the name of it, <laughs> my favorite show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, the Full Throttle Saloon. Oh, yeah, I don't watch Full Throttle Saloon. I don't watch oh, anything on channels that start with an S or a T. Okay, fair enough. This is on True TV. Yeah, there you have it. No, no wonder. No wonder you're not watching it. Hey, man, do you want to do some news? Oh, yeah, I forgot. The, that's part of our show. Let's do some news. I got news for you. Do you have news for me? No. 
what is your Shubi do Shubi do I had I, there's a couple I just had to bookmark and I had to ask you uh, where, where do we begin? Well, there's Virginia facts. Virginia facts. Uh huh. Is that what oh, you this one. fax someone of your vagina? No, no. That, that's that's some Carlos Danger territory. Uh huh. All right, here's one because I thought of these these girls being right up your alley. Mm. Do you hear there's a controversy brewing between Joan Collins and Shirley Jones? Oh no! I know, I understand Shirley Jones released a very salacious biogra- autobiography. In said salacious autobiography, she accuses Joan Collins of being into four ways. Whoa! Really? Yeah. You know, I used to watch The Partridge Family, and I, I didn't really like it, and I had a huge crush on Lori on The Partridge Family. Um, Which but, is, as, as a well-adjusted uh, young man, that's the person you should have the crush on. Oh, totally. Not, not the mother. Uh, but now that I am of age and I see Shirley Jones in, like, The Music Man or early Shirley Jones, my stars and garters. Shirley Jones was beautiful back in the day. I don't know. I'm looking at Shirley Jones back in this day, and she looks like anybody's grandma. No, don't look at that. Look at Shirley Jones. But Joan Collins still kind of hot. She looks like everybody's G-MILF. <laughs> who did they have a four-way with? Anybody we've heard of? Jack Cassidy and who? Uh, Jack Cassidy and... Wow, there's... there's And it's funny. It was the name I was going to suggest. Tony Newley. Anthony Newley. <laughs> Anthony Newley, <laughs> what? Yeah. That's not a that's not a four way. That's a three in one way. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Newley was Joan Collins' uh, hubby at the time, I think. Oh, that poor woman. Did she? That she, well, little did she know. Why was he? Is he was he outed? What, uh, what isn't he? Wasn't Anthony Newley part of the writing team that did the music to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Sure, you would know better than I. Uh, I guess. And Jack Cassidy, of course, sang the uh, theme song to The Love Boat. The Love Boat! Right. Nice. And was married to Shirley Jones and fathered both Sean and David Cassidy. So uh, it begs the question. Yes. Would you engage in a, thus making it a five-way, <laughs> I would imagine, if you were involved, uh, with either Shirley Jones or uh, Anthony Newley or <laughs> Jack Cassidy or va 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 boom Joan Collins. I think if if we could eliminate both Anthony Newley <laughs> <laughs> and Jack Cassidy, I would be extremely interested in that. Were it 1953 or maybe 54, okay four yeah. What if I say you get to go into that portal? You get to be that John Malkovich. Uh-huh. And, and 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 have that only the only way to get there is by doing it now <laughs> uh then i will go for jack cassidy and anthony newley who i believe are both <laughs> dead <laughs> excuse me <coughs> what about you rob i mean shit. would you do the joan collins jack cassidy anthony newley joan jack, what was her other shirley jones Shirley Jones. Well, I'm back in swing in London. Yeah. You know, maybe I've had a, a, too, a few, few too many Harvey wall bangers. <laughs> Somebody opens up a lid of some, uh, you know, 
Mary Jane. Yeah, some quaaludes. Yeah, next thing you know, you're having a few quaaludes. Oh, I feel a little lightheaded. Perhaps we should go lie down. Yes. Why don't we go lie down in my swinging Speaking town. of lying down. Yeah. I got another uh, new story for you. Okay. Do, do, do. This, uh, did you know that uh, Michael Jordan uh, once suggested betting this famous MTV VJ? Guess which famous MTV VJ Michael Jordan uh, offered to uh, sleep with? Polly Kindly Shore. offered to sleep with. Polly Shore. <laughs> Martha Quinn. No, that would have been the one that I would have thought, but no. It was uh, the Zeering. And then the Zeering one. This, what, right? Which the blonde, one? The blonde, Zeering. What was her? The blonde? Oh, uh, Tabitha Soren. Was that her? Did she marry Zeering? Maybe, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. What about that Daisy Fuentes? Ooh, not oh, her though. Oh, Daisy Fuentes, right. She was hot. She was yeah. very hot. Yeah. No, it was, and I'm curious if you find this, this person I'm about to name attractive or not. And uh, if you were Michael Jackson, would you offer to, you know? Kennedy? Uh, what's the metaphor? Yeah! Ah, uh, no. Not friend of the show, Matt Kennedy. No. Uh, no, I I'm not a big fan of Kennedy. There was another VJ that I used to think was hot that nobody else liked. Uh, wait a minute. Did you say Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Okay, because the, the, I think the second time there you said Michael Jackson, or that's what I wanted to hear. No, it was Michael Jordan. Apparently they, are, they were playing dice, and the wager was if Michael won the dice game, Kennedy would go back to his hotel room. If Michael Jordan lost the dice game, she would get tickets to a Nets game. Which is like losing twice. <laughs> well, the VJ I liked, was she a VJ? Was Karen Duffy? Karen Duffy? Oh, Duffy. Absolutely. Absolutely Duffy was a DJ. I Duffy liked... was a DJ. Yeah, I liked Duffy, but not Kennedy, no. Yeah. Kennedy was almost in a short film that I did. We had her as the mediocre celebrity. She was all lined oh, up. Oh, really? Yeah, but she didn't do it, and I forget who we got to do it. Well, that really is a mediocre celebrity if you can't remember who you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the film was never completed, so oh well. I don't think we're uh, going to get on the Succotash show if we continue. <laughs> I beg to differ. I think that's exactly the kind of thing that will get us on the Succotash show. Uh, do you have anything in other news? I uh, do. Uh, do. Let's see here. How about this? Do vagina facts. Okay. Ten things you may not know about lady parts. Oh, I bet I don't know any of these things. Did you know that during arousal, your lady parts, <laughs> your lady parts, Jason, uh -huh. act like his man parts? Oh, I think I did know that. You mean that their scrotum tightens up and their balls engorge with sperm? Exactly. And they shoot salty ropes everywhere. <laughs> No, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, apparently. Well, the clitoris acts like a penis. Oh, okay. Did I you think know... I did know that? I think I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that even the most mild-mannered among us have something in common with sharks? Oh, uh, what's that? Vaginal lubricant and shark liver oil both contain an organic compound called squalene. <laughs> oh, great! That'll be perfect to light my lamp.
Oh God! I mean, I don't want to get into any more of these. <laughs> I'm reading these. Oh my God! Wow! Give me one, one, little, the, one more. <laughs> we don't need to do all. Getting a little, little clinical for me. <laughs> uh, okay, shaving and waxing the bikini area can cause micro trauma, even when it doesn't hurt. Micro trauma. This micro trauma. Oh. Like that, like a Sharknado. <laughs> I did not see Sharknado. Sharknado. Neither did I, and I can't find it. I want to. I really want to watch it now because it just looks so ridiculous, and I want to see what all the hubbub is. They're doing midnight screenings. I think this Friday. If you find. Oh really? Showing it. Yeah. I, I hear friend of the show Tara Reid is not being asked back for the uh, the second uh, movie they're doing, where the Sharknado hits New York. Well, why don't they do Sharknacane or you know Sharkquake? You know, or Sharknami. <laughs> Sharkquake. <laughs> Love that. I want to see that one. Totally. I'm sure they went through all of them, and the guy in the writer's room that said Sharknado got the biggest laugh. They said, we got to do yeah. that one. Yeah. Done. Done and done. That's how things get done these days, I think. Or Sharkgina. Did you know? <laughs> no. There's no story. The company, the Sharkgina. <laughs> Oh, so uh, yeah, I got those stories and maybe one other in other in other other news. Ah, yes. In related oh, to other news, I believe the segment. Is well, maybe this is a uh, this is a, a jumping off point for a French discussion. Okay. Remember that? Remember that segment? <laughs> yes, the Frank discussion segment. So, where do you fall on the controversy that is the Rolling Stone cover featuring the Boston bomber? Oh, you know, I didn't know about the Rolling Stone controversy of the Boston Bomber until I heard that there was a controversy about the Boston Bomber. Um, I go both ways on that, like Anthony Newley. I think that <laughs> I think that it's important journalism, and I understand that the article within Rolling Stone was actually really well written and in depth when I have not read it. Um, okay, but I also believe that you should not put a uh, a sort of glamour shot of the Boston bomber on the front of Rolling Stone. I do agree that that is um, insensitive to the victims and families of the Boston problem. I mean, how would you feel if you walked through the grocery store and saw a picture of, you know, someone who murdered your family on the cover of Rolling Stone? Well... Um, you know, they were pointing to the fact that Osama bin Laden appeared on several covers and he orchestrated 9-11. Well, yeah. Um, Ch Charles Manson appeared on the cover of Life magazine, but what? Who? Rolling Stone? Well, here's, well, Charles Manson also on the cover of Rolling Stone when that uh, Yeah, but he was a happened. musician. Here's the deal. I think what they were trying to do, it, it all ties into the story they were trying to tell is – Look at this guy. He could be. He looks like any normal to you know teenager mm. or whatever he is. You know, so I think that was it was part of their their story. Is like, you know, is this the face of the new face of a you know a, a terrorist killer? Yeah, this terror mop headed. You know, looks like any other teenager. You know, he's he's not this scary Muhammad Atta looking person. Well, the, yeah, it could be you. It could be you. It could be you. Is that what they're saying? Like it's invasion of the body snatchers? 
I guess, you know, it's just like it could be the, the kid that comes over to date your daughter, maybe. Oh, God. If he came over to date my daughter, I'd suck him in the mouth. I know, I know you would. Speaking of, uh, of uh, dating your daughter, no, no we're not. No. We're You're not. not speaking of that. No, but uh, are you allowed to disclose what's bringing you out to New York? Is oh, yeah. My, my daughter is moving to New York. Um, so Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it is exciting. She'll be a college student out there in New York. I won't mention which college so that people don't hunt her down. But uh, a rather prominent university out there in New York. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm excited for her. I'm disappointed that she'll be gone. Actually, a month from this moment. Uh, wow. No longer be in Los Angeles. Yeah, she gets one more full moon here in L.A., and then that's that's that. How, now, how is she taking it? Is she excited? Is it just kind of like, eh, you know? I think it's starting to hit home for her. I think in the past mm -hmm. uh, couple, of, couple of months, you know, school got out in June, so I think she's had a, a, a couple months now of summer and I think she's just been like relaxing and being excited that high school's over and hanging with her friends and like, you know, killing time and doing the summer thing. Um, but you know, she, we went on vacation, we went away camping and then she went on a little vacation with her mom and now she's back now. And really the only thing left for her on the schedule for summer is leaving for New York. So I think a, wow. there's a bit of, uh, you know, I got to cram in time, before I go. So it's hard for me to say. I'm actually seeing her tonight. We're going to be visiting tonight. So uh, I'll see if I can get a, a little inf intel on her on how she's feeling. But I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever know how she's feeling. Yeah, you're not meant to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, what's going on? What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I am. We're finally getting around to editing the music video for that we shot, or we're at least going to be starting doing it. Um, the spectacular band Slouching Stars, who uh, um, are authors and performers of the What Duvet Said theme song, um, have a new album coming out, and they've tapped us. I think they tapped you. They've tapped several people. To, to create videos uh, for their upcoming record release. So two weekends ago, I brought in uh, several of my actor-actress friends, and we gussied up a theater to make it look like a comedy club, and we shot a video for one of their songs called Laugh at All My Jokes. Um, nice. Got a lot of great footage, and uh, it's a, it's a, a, a you know, I, I conceived it, I directed it, quote-unquote, um, and then my friend, uh, friend of the show, Dave, um, was behind the camera. He was director of photography. So he and I are going to get together and edit it together. It's probably going to be the burden's going to be on his shoulders because he works with um, graphic design every, day in and day ah. out. So he's very familiar with coloring and uh, that kind of stuff. I'm familiar with editing um, because I edit this podcast every week. Spoiler alert. Uh, but <laughs> video is very different than, than audio. And I slap together. Uh, using my uh, audio software some some frames of the movie just to see how it cut together but it, it is kind of amateurish looking even though the footage looks great the editing i did is a bit amateurish or at least the look the whole gloss of the video isn't quite there yet so doing that on saturday and then i possibly have a date well i mean i do i currently have a date set up on sunday but we'll see <laughs> um and uh you know there you go what about That's you? Nice. You seeing okay. a show? Gonna go see a show? 
Um, not this weekend. Uh, other than when I have to work uh, where the bands play, I'll be forced to see a show, not my choosing. Ah. But, uh, no, this, uh, this particular weekend is going to be fraught with a lot of work. I'm working Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wow. <clears throat> so, yeah, not only a very exciting weekend. Next weekend, a little bit more going on. Um, but, yeah, nothing, nothing too interesting. You know, I'm just kind of settling in nicely to uh, – I might go to an art gallery today and go check out this exhibit that I want to see. Wow. That's a sh- sh- oh, and I found this really great Korean restaurant that's like a little hole in the wall that I wouldn't mind eating at. Oh, okay. Korean barbecue or just Korean Korean? Korean Korean. Not Korean barbecue per se, but they do a a, a bagogi sando that I want to try. So I don't know what that is. It's a it's a marinated sort of beef bagogi. Is the marinade okay. beef is the beef? <laughs> anyway, that's it. All right. Well, I think we've covered everything. It was exciting to be back yeah. uh, talking to you, Rob, and uh, having you join us, listener. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can't wait. You know, I walked in the house the other day and, and, and the wife was listening to uh, an, an old episode of the podcast that was old for us but new for her because she's like about three behind. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's, that's probably why we need to uh, take breaks this long so people can catch up. You get, long give everybody long. a chance to catch up. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Rob. Good talking with you. Um, anything thanks. else? Are you done? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it's right. over. I've got to get in the shower. All right. Get in the shower. You, listener, get in the shower. And we'll see you all next time. And we'll see you in the shower. Listeners, that Anthony Newbery. Can you tell me what the day said? Did you hear? What the day said? Can you hear? What the day said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? It must, I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. What would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at this, that they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again. And... and get into a really provocative situation, then I think it's absolutely right.